come out and celebrate with you today. Lord, the victory that you won. God, the amazing sacrifice that you gave for us to be able to be called sons and daughters of God. Jesus, we thank you so much for being willing to suffer and endure on our behalf. And God, as I was just reading this week and praying and thinking, Lord, I just can't help but just go back to the moment where everyone chose to free Barabbas. The murderer, the thief, the one who deserved death more than anyone there. And God, they turned him loose. And Lord, just to have the simple understanding that we're all Barabbas. We all deserve to be the ones nailed to that cross. And Jesus, you took the punishment and the pain for our sins anyway. And Lord, I pray that as we read your word today, as we contemplate about what today means, that as we consider whether or not we will give you complete access to our lives, that we would just remember that, Lord, we don't deserve to be here. We don't deserve all the good things that you bless us with. And we don't even deserve to be able to call you God. But you are merciful. You are loving. And your plan all along has been to bring us back to you. And so for the person who's been saved for many years and the person who is resisting today and just not where they should be and the person who is yet to really just put their trust and faith in you, God, I pray today that we would finally just let you be Lord and King of our life. Father, as we continue in worship, continue in praise, we ask that your Holy Spirit would be here today, that it would fill us and move in us and move through us. We love you, and we ask all this in the precious and holy name of Jesus Christ. And all God's people said, amen. You may be seated. Well, happy Easter. We are so glad that you are here. We thought it was going to be raining and at least cloudy today, so I'm sorry that we're all roasting together, but we'll do it in the name of Jesus. And I know that many of you probably came, like we said last week, you know, at this time of year, these are special, these are special days. And there are a lot of expectations to come and have certain passages of Scripture read and things like that, but we are finishing up our faith series. This is week nine. You guys have been journeying along with me for a long time, and I appreciate that. And we're going to finish up that series today talking about Noah. And I think it's important uh, talking about that because, you know, in all honesty, Pastor Timmy read that passage of Scripture earlier about Thomas. He talked about Thomas putting his, his hands and touching the wounds of Christ and having to see it for himself in order to believe. But you and I don't have that luxury today. We don't have the luxury to put our hands in the wounds. We don't have the luxury to touch, to have a tangible thing that we can touch and see with our own eyes. And so the whole concept of our relationship with Christ is based off of faith. Amen. It's yeah. from beginning to end, it's based off of faith. It's what we've been talking about for nine weeks. And there's a lot of stuff that we talk about with faith because it is so important. It's the initiator. It's what sustains your faith as you live for Christ. And it is the perfecter. Faith is what matters from beginning, middle, to end in your life with Christ. And we're not going to cheat out on that today. We're going to finish talking about faith. Yes, sir. I'd like to give a testimony and a praise to the Lord. Amen. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Notice he said he's been coming here 91 years but been praising for 60 years. That's important. There's a big difference between the two. Amen. We're going to be in Genesis chapter 9 today. We'll start out reading verses 1 through 3. And if you have your phones, as Pastor Timmy said, you can pull that up on your phone. There should be some scripture references on the back of your, uh, your lyrics so you can look that up. But in Genesis 9, after Noah and his family get off the boat, it says that God confirms his covenant with Noah. It says, Then God blessed Noah and his sons and told them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. All the animals of the earth, all the birds of the sky, all the animals that scurry along the ground, and all the fish in the sea will look on you with fear and terror. I have placed them in your power. I have given them to you for food, just as I have given you grain and vegetables. And let's skip to verse 7. It says, Now be fruitful and multiply and repopulate the earth. Then God told Noah and his sons, I hereby confirm my covenant with you and your descendants. And with all the animals that were on the boat with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, every living creature on earth, yes, I am confirming my covenant with you. Never again will the floodwaters kill all living creatures. Never again will the flood destroy the earth. Then God said, I am giving you a sign of my covenant with you and with all living creatures for all generations to come. I have placed my rainbow in the clouds. It is a sign of my covenant with you and with all the earth. And when I send clouds over the earth, the rainbow will appear in the clouds, and I will remember my covenant with you and with all living creatures. Never again will the floodwaters destroy all life. When I see the rainbow in the clouds, I will remember the eternal covenant between God and every living creature on earth. Then God said to Noah, Yes, this rainbow is the sign of the covenant. I am confirming with all the creatures on earth. 
So point number one this morning I want to communicate to us today is to remember that God blesses those who live by faith. We've been talking about faith a lot here lately for the past nine weeks. It's not easy, right? Faith is difficult. We talked about testings. We talked about being uh, tempted. We talked about all these frustrating things that are going to happen as we begin to live by faith, that you're going to have a lot of heartaches and pains in life. It doesn't mean that things in life that you are going to experience anyway, like death, pain, suffering, illnesses, sicknesses, all those things are going to happen because we live in a sinful and broken world. But I do want you to realize today that God blesses those who live by faith. One of the things you have to notice immediately in chapter 9 is that it starts off with God blessing Noah and his sons. As soon as Noah, you you remember, Noah lived 600 years. He lived righteously for the Lord. That's why he was chosen. Everyone else on earth was sinful, corrupt, wicked, violent. But Noah lived by faith. Noah was the only one righteous. And because he was willing to serve God in those 600 years in the everyday mundane, and then he was willing to do the astronomical crazy thing that God called him to do by building this gigantic boat, by getting all the stuff ready to save the animals and save his family from this flood, because he was willing to live by faith. And then when that time is done, God is willing to bless him and his sons and their family. And this morning, it's important for us to realize that, that that you need to understand that living by faith brings about, about blessings in your life. That there's a reason why God calls us to live in certain ways, why God gave the people of Israel the laws in the Old Testament. If we live according to God's laws, if we live according to his standards, there are consequences that come with that, and those are good consequences that we call blessings. And if you live by sin... If you live by selfish desires, there are consequences with those, and we call those negative consequences. Many of you who are parents are practicing that with kids or have practiced that with kids in the past. You reward them for good behavior. You punish them for bad behavior because you want them to learn and grow and move, and God does the same thing with us. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 12 through 13, Paul writes to encourage his young protege, and he tells him, he says, fight the good fight for the true faith. You got to fight for it. It's not something that you can just wake up and it's like, man, it's not a big deal. I'm just, I'm just going to do this today. It's something that you have to fight for, that you have to strive for. Hold tightly to the eternal life to which God has called you, which you have declared so well before many witnesses. You've got to hold tight. You've got to fight for this thing. Verse 13 says, And I charge you before God who gives life to all and before Jesus Christ who gave a good testimony before Pontius Pilate. Don't think for one second that living by faith is easy. It's not. It's not easy. We follow the example of Jesus Christ. The life that Jesus lived was not easy. The death that Jesus experienced was not easy. It can be extremely frustrating. Living a life of faith can be demoralizing at times. It can be exhausting at times. And if you've ever lived for the Lord and you tried to serve him, you could be doing exactly what you feel like God wants you to do, and it feels like the whole world is fighting against you in that moment. It's not easy. There will be times of testing, times of temptations. And you have to understand that you have to hold tight to this thing, that you have to hang on and push through. Keep asking God to give you the power and the strength to keep going through. And you think about Noah. 
You know, the Bible doesn't really talk about it, but I, I can't imagine for 600 years that Noah lived righteously and there weren't times that he was frustrated watching everything going on around him. Any of you who's ever done any kind of building project or, or tried to do some kind of remodel in your home or anything like that, you know how frustrating those times are. Can you imagine building something the size of the ark and understanding how many frustrating things must have happened during that time where they were called to build the ark and prepare all that stuff? There were probably many times that Noah wanted to throw up his hands and quit. But we're called to persevere. And when we persevere, there's blessings that await us in that. And we have to have faith. If you don't have faith and if you don't believe that God has something better for you on the other side of, of the testings and the temptations and all stuff, that you're going to go through anyway. You with me today? Like, like you're, going to go, you're going to go through all that stuff anyway. You're going to go through difficult times anyway, whether you give your heart and life to Christ or not. You're going to deal with life regardless. But if you don't believe and have faith that there's blessings for you waiting on the other side when you endure temptations and you, you, you endure the testing that God has for you and you make it through those times and, you do, and you're faithful in those things in life that God has called you to be faithful in and when you do those things that there are blessings waiting on the other side, why would you stick it out? Why would you live through those difficult times? In Romans chapter 1, verse 17, Paul writes, to the church in Rome, he says, this good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. This is accomplished from start to finish. Start to finish, as the scriptures say, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. You're sitting here this morning, and we said it for nine weeks. We'll say it again. You have to decide whether or not you're going to live by faith. There are going to be things in your life. There are going to be things in your relationship with God. There are going to be times you read God's word where you do not understand, where you do not know why something is happening. There are going to be times you're dealing with stuff in your life and you're not going to be able to decipher in that moment whether or not it's a temptation or it is a test from the Lord because it's going to feel like both. This morning... You have to be committed to living by faith. Start to finish. It's not just something that you can start and quit in. Paul talked about that from start to finish. It's something that you have to live out. Like we said, Noah did it for 600 years. Some of us are called to just do it for a few decades. You with me today? You got to be willing to live by faith. If you want to see the blessings that come with it that we're talking about, you got to live it out. You can't just expect for you to say, okay, Lord, I'm going to serve you today and be committed to it one day or one week or one month and just see all these blessings and all these results, all these consequences, these good consequences we're talking about come about in your life so quickly and immediately. Things like that take time. But I'm telling you, anybody who's, who's lived by faith, who's given their life to God, will tell you, Every time they lived in the will of God, every time they did what God called them to do, even when it didn't, especially when it didn't make sense. But doing what God's called you to do, living by faith, resisting sin, resisting temptation, doing what God's called you to do, they will tell you every time, I've been so blessed. And it, it, there's, there's, no, there's no handbook that I can give you. If you do this, this is what you'll be blessed by. And if you do this, this is how God will help you out. If you do this, this is what... For each and every single one of us, God blesses 
and moves in our lives in very different ways. He's going to call us to do very different things. And, and like we said last week, there are things in our life that we're all called to do, certain standards, you know, we, to, to observe the law and the commandments and things like that, that we're all called to observe and live for Christ. And so there's certain things we're called to avoid. And at the same time, there's specific things in your life that God wants to do in you and through you. There's callings that God's placed on your life. There's people that God has put in your life to influence and to be a witness to. And it's very specific. And it's very unique to you. And you are going to be the only person to know whether or not you are actually living in God's will according to faith. You're going to know it in here. You're going to be able to feel that hole that's inside here because it's not going to be full. And you're going to feel it. And you've got to be willing to live by faith. And if you're not going to live by faith, that hole's always going to be there. But anybody will tell you, if you live by faith, if you do what God's called you to do, especially during the times where you don't understand it and you don't comprehend, you'll feel the blessings of God in your life. You'll see them. Other people may not understand. They may not see what God is doing in your life as a blessing because they want things of the world. But God wants to give you eternal things. The blessings of God are very different from what we expect and what we desire. But faith is the key. And I just want to tell you guys, this is not health, wealth, and prosperity. Like, I'm not talking about money. I'm not talking about stuff. I'm not talking about worldly things, fortune and fame, and all that garbage. This is not health, wealth, and prosperity. This is not give a little bit of money and God's going to give you more. That's not what it is. What God calls you to give up is between you and him, and what God decides to bless you with is between you and him. And I can't tell you what God will bless you with and what God will not bless you with. The only thing I can tell you is, is there's a lot of things in my life that I wanted before I got saved that I didn't get. And now that I'm saved, I'm really happy that I didn't get a lot of those things. And God has given me a lot of different things that I never thought that I would have wanted, and I'm really happy with them now. Does that make sense? And for you, it would be similar. Point number two, God makes covenants with those who live by faith. When you look at the story of Noah and God making this covenant, I want you to understand like today that God has made a covenant with Noah that we still benefit from today. How many of you seen a rainbow in the sky? It's still there. Now, whether or not you think like you're sitting here today and you live in doubt and say that's science and that's just, this is how we scientifically explain that that happened or the fact that God created, created it to be exactly that way and that's why you see the rainbow in the sky and you still hold tight to that promise that every time that it rains and then it stops raining, there's a rainbow in the sky. We benefit from that. And not to get all political and, and all this stuff, but when they talk about global warming and the earth flooding and ocean levels rising, I don't have to worry about that Amen. because I don't believe that we'll ever be flooded again because of what God's word says, because I live by faith and I'm a lot happier for it. Should we care for the earth? Yes. Should we try to prevent pollution and global warming and all that stuff? Probably, yes. But... I don't believe that the earth is going to be destroyed. Like God, Jesus is going to come back before that will happen because that's what his word says. Amen. Never again would he destroy the earth with all living things. God makes covenants with those who are faithful to him. And then you look at Noah and his family and you talk about the line of Jesus Christ 
It was through his family, through his lineage that Jesus Christ came. We read through scripture and we trace the lineage of Jesus all the way back to Noah and his family. Not only did God save the world through Noah one time physically, but he also saved the world for eternity through Jesus Christ spiritually. We benefit from that today. Salvation eventually comes through the line of Noah through Jesus Christ. In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 9, Paul writes to the church in Ephesus, and he says, God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. And you're sitting here today, and I want you to understand this. Like, None of us deserve salvation. Whenever I said that when I was praying earlier, like we're all Barabbas. We all deserve death. Like None of us are good enough for Jesus to take our place, but he willingly did it anyway. It's a free gift. He died for all of us while we were still sinners. It's not something that we can brag about. But once we receive Christ in our life and we say, Lord, I'm going to live by faith. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to honor you. My life is going to be devoted for you then we have to get to the point where we're going to do this and we're going to be committed to it, to the bitter end, from start to finish, to allow that faith to guide us from start to finish to serve Christ and what he's called us to do. And in those times when we're faithful and we serve him, you'll eventually see blessings in those moments. Like I believe that. But it's not worldly stuff. It's, you're, God's not probably not going to bless you the way that you think or you want to be blessed, in all honesty. Can I say that? But he'll give you things that you'll be much happier with. I believe that with my whole heart. Much happier. Faith is the key. Jesus wants us to have faith. Do you believe that? I mean, like, we're here today. For whatever reason, you drug yourself out of bed. It's early, it's hot too, and you're suffering right now. And he wants you to have faith. The whole reason we're, we're here is because he wants you to have faith. He wants you to believe in him. That was the whole thing. Like we said last week, everywhere Jesus went and people believed, he did great miracles. So many miracles that if you recorded them all, it says, if the whole ocean was ink, there wouldn't be enough ink to record it all the miracles that Jesus did for people who believed, but everywhere he went and people did believe and they had no faith, he was unable to do very little among them. It's all about faith. He wants you to believe. He wants to work and move in your life, but you have to believe in order to have that happen. You have to believe this morning that God wants to bless you and God wants to make a covenant with you. You gotta believe that. And you have to understand that whenever he, he does that, it's not just something temporary. It's not just something on a whim. It's an eternal thing. And when you enter into that covenant, and when you, you're sitting here this morning, and if you've made a covenant in the past, and you say, okay, God, I'm going to give my life to you. I'm going to serve you. This is what I'm going to do. You need to stick to it to the bitter end. Because if you don't, we're going to be held accountable for it. There are things in life that I, that, that I promised and I, I said I was going to do. I'm going to stand before Christ and be held accountable for that one day because I didn't hold true to that, to that promise, that covenant that I made. It's so, so important that we understand to live by faith and to be committed to it. It's the key to everything. Faith is the key. Point number three, last one. God gives victory to those who live by faith. You know, when you look at what we're celebrating today, Jesus was victorious. 
He was victorious over sin. He was victorious over death. He was victorious over the grave. This is exactly why we meet. Here's exactly why we meet every single Sunday and we worship and we give praise to him because he was victorious over something that you and I cannot be victorious over. And if we live by faith, even though we don't have the power to be victorious over it, he gives us victory over that. He gives you and I victory over sin and the grave. Not because we deserve it, but because we do what he's asked us to do. Live by faith and to serve him. To the bitter end. And guys, I'm telling you, life isn't going to be perfect. It's not. People are still going to pass. People that you love are still going to pass away. People are going to get sick. People are going to struggle. Relationships are going to fail. There's all kinds of things in life. You may get fired from your job. You may get laid off tomorrow. You with me today? Life is still going to happen. But I want to tell you today that when we talk about this, no matter what happens in this earth, you and I can cling in faith to spiritual, eternal victory that God has given and promised to every single one of us. And no matter what happens in this world, you and I can be joyful and you and I can be happy because we know that we have something better to look forward to. To understand why a 91-year-old man can stand up on Sunday morning and say, if they come in here and shoot, go ahead and shoot me because I'm ready. And don't think for one second that he's seen now because he's probably sharper than most 91 or 92-year-old people I've ever met in my life. There's an understanding in his life to be willing to say that and to be willing to put himself in that situation to know that this is temporary. We're all not going to be here forever anyway. But there is a forever, and I want to be ready to go to either one. I want to be ready to go to the one that I want to go to, not to the other one. But you got to live by faith in order to be able to get there. You look at all the characters in Scripture. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, the disciples, Jesus himself. Life was very difficult for them many, many times. Joseph, you, you could just name constant. You look at Daniel, I mean like betrayed, like thrown into the lion's den. You look at all the people who were faithful to God. There, there's so many passages where it says there are going to be times in your life where everything's not going to be apple pie and whipped cream. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be great. There are going to be times where people turn against you. There's going to be times where things happen, and, and you're going to say, you might be like, God, why is this happening to me? And every single time that these people were faithful and they did what God called them to do, God blessed them. God was with them. Even Job, all the suffering, all the things that he experienced in his life, because he was faithful to the end, God took him and he blessed him, gave him new children, gave him new wealth, gave him everything that he took away from. God brought it all back to him. But you and I have to sit here this morning and you have to decide how faithful you're going to be for the rest of your life. You got to decide that. And you, you, you have to be ready to make that commitment now because you look at the book of Daniel, you look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and, and, and the king was about to throw them into the fiery furnace and he looks at him and says, do you believe your God will save you? Do you really believe God's going to save you from the fire? And their response is something that we all should cling to and be ready to say at any given moment, yes, our God is able. He is able to save us, but even if he doesn't, I'm not bowing down. 
I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to bow out. I'm not going to quit. I'm in it to the bitter end. So if you throw me in the fiery furnace, if you come in shooting this morning, if life stinks from here on out, and I sit in a pile of ashes and scraping sores on my body like Job did for the rest of my life, I'm in it to the bitter end. Because he's able to save me, but even if he doesn't, I'm committed to the bitter end because I know what's on the other side is better than any great thing that I could have here. That's the type of faith we have to have. Mark chapter 9, verse 23. There's this father who brings a son who's demon-possessed, and he keeps having these seizures, and he falls in the fire. And the father comes up, and he asks Jesus, he said, Lord, you, you, you could heal him. He said, I believe you could heal them if you want to. He says, what do you mean, or if you can? In verse 23, he says, what do you mean, if I can, Jesus asked. He said, anything is possible if a person believes. The, the, the thing that we struggle with in, in our culture today is we rely so much on knowledge and facts and information, and it makes it so hard for us to live by faith, to live by things that we don't understand, things that aren't written out on paper, things that can't be analyzed and, and deciphered in a computer. It makes it so difficult for us to live by faith and just trust God to do what he says he's going to do. Because Jesus said, anything is possible if you believe. But if, it, if it's not printed in a book and we didn't learn it in school and we can't read it on a computer, then it's like, no, nah, that can't happen. It's too far-fetched for us to ever think that it could even happen. But Jesus affirms time and time again, if you believe, anything's possible. Matthew chapter 21, verse 22 says, you can pray for anything and if you have faith, you will receive it. Why would Jesus, the one who died on the cross for your sins, willing to give up his life for you, to suffer and to be executed on our behalf, constantly teach us that if we believe, if we believe, anything is possible? Because he wanted you to understand that that's truth. Not according to the world that we live in, but according to Everything that God created. If we have faith and believe, anything's possible. But you got to have faith for that to happen. And you're sitting here today. And again, even in this moment, you're deciphering whether or not you're going to be willing to commit your life to this because of, of the things that you already have or the things that you want or things that you could have. And you're, and you're deciphering whether or not it's worth giving up all this stuff or these things or relationships or whatever it is in this world to live for Jesus and live by faith. And you're deciding whether or not like it's going to be willing to do that. And you look at Solomon when he was a young boy, young man, he becomes king. And the Lord visits him in a dream. He says, Solomon, what do you want? Anything that you want. Anything you want, you ask for it, and I'll give it to you. And Solomon, in that moment, resisting the temptation for all of us who have been young men to think about all the things, the stupid things we probably would have asked for in that time, resists the temptation of all the things he could have asked for and says, God, give me wisdom to lead your people. This is what I've been called to do. This is what I've been charged to do. Give me the wisdom to do what it is that I've been called to do. And God looks at him. And says,
You could have asked for anything. You could have asked for wealth. You could have asked for fame. You could have asked for anything. And because you asked for what was right, I'll give you all the other stuff too. You know, we serve a God that if we do what he calls us to do and we serve him the way that he calls us to serve him, he is willing to bless us above and beyond even in those simple things. If you and I will show that the truest desire of our heart is to serve him and to live by faith, it's amazing what God will give us on top of all the other things that he wants to bless us with too. But we have to believe that. And you and I have to be sitting here this morning and say, okay, like if I was, if I was Solomon and I asked for wisdom, would I be okay if he didn't give me riches and glory and honor too? Fortune and fame, would I be okay if he didn't? It's living by faith. It's trusting in God and being okay with it if he doesn't. Again, this is not health, wealth, and prosperity. You with me this morning? I'm not teaching you that you're going to be rich if you serve the Lord and you're going to have all this stuff. That's not what I'm telling you today. But I am telling you that God wants to bless you in your life. God wants to have a relationship with you. God wants to dwell in your heart. He wants to not only work in your life, he wants to work through your life. He wants to use you to do great things. Not great things according to the world, but great things according to his kingdom and in eternity. That's what God wants to use us for. 1 John chapter 5, verses 3 through 5 says, Loving God, if you want to love God this morning, loving God means keeping his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. You with me? Because there's a lot of people who think that if we serve God, it's going to be a burden. It's going to be a drag. We're not going to be able to do anything fun. I thought that. I thought that, that serving God was going to be the most boring life ever. And his commandments are not burdensome. Verse 4 says, For every child of God defeats this evil world, and we achieve this victory through our faith. It is through faith. And verse 5 says, And who can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. The only way you're going to be victorious in this world is if you believe, if you have faith. That's the only way you're going to have victory. And if you're sitting here today and you're like, well, I tried living for Jesus. It didn't really work out. You know, I've tried not sinning. I've tried not doing this. I've tried this and all this stuff. And it just, it just, it didn't work. You win the victory through Jesus Christ and believing in him. It's not what you can do. It's what he can do. And don't expect everything to just happen like that when you say you're going to believe. Commit yourself for the long haul. Commit yourself through testing, through temptation, through trials, through anything that's going to come your way. Because I told you guys last week, when you commit your life to Jesus Christ, you need to know that temptation's coming your way. Satan is coming to try to bring you back to himself. God is going to test you. He's going to give opportunities for your faith to grow. And we can't just expect the blessings and the covenants and all those victories and stuff to just come at once. It's a growing process. If you live by faith, your focuses are going to change. Your desires are going to change. And you think right now, it's like, well, I don't consider things of, of the church and of Christianity victories in my life. You live by faith and you give your heart to God. It's amazing what God will do and change your, your, your side of what victories are, of what wins are in your life. 
and you'll be much happier for it. Or I am, anyway. Say that. There's no better time to talk about faith than today. You know, when you look at Easter, you look at Jesus' death on Friday, and the fact that the disciples fled and they hid, and Peter denied him, cursed at the man who said, oh, no, you're one of them. No, I'm not. And he cursed at the guy, and they all fled, and they all went to hide, and they were terrified. And you think about what changed from that moment whenever they were so scared and they were unwilling to die in that moment with Jesus to the point of you get to the New Testament in the book of Acts and they're willing to just like stand up before these religious leaders. They're, they're willing to, to, to speak about Jesus Christ and all of them pretty much end up going on and dying in the name of Jesus. They give up their lives as martyrs in the name of Jesus Christ. What's the difference maker in that moment? What was the thing that, that, that brought them from the point of, nope, not me, not willing to die today, which is probably where a lot of us would be. It's like, I love Jesus, not ready to meet him right now, right? What brings us from that point to Henry's point? Or we'll say, I'm okay, I'll go right now. They saw with their own eyes a Savior who had been beaten beyond recognition, tortured, crucified and died and they saw it with their own eyes and then on Sunday they were able to see him again with their own eyes and then you look at John chapter 20 verse 29 when Jesus is speaking to Thomas and Thomas says nope not going to believe it there's not a chance in Hades that I'm going to put my trust and faith that Jesus is alive until I see him with my own eyes and I touch his wounds with my hand In John chapter 20, verse 29, Jesus told him after he put his hands in his wounds and he touched and he says, Lord, you are my God. I believe. And Jesus said, you believe because you've seen me. You believe because you've seen me, you've touched me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing. And you and I are sitting here today and we don't have the luxury of getting to poke our fingers in his wounds. We, don't, we didn't get to see him. We didn't get to see him die. We didn't get to see him raised from the dead. But you have a choice this morning as to whether or not you're going to live by faith. Whether or not you're going to believe it in your heart that this is absolute truth. And I don't care what the world says. I don't care what happens. I don't care what I struggle with. I don't care what I deal with. I don't care what anyone else says or thinks about me. I'm committed to faith and living to the bitter end no matter what. That's where we have to be. And Jesus said, yeah, you believe because you've seen me, but even more blessed are those who believe without seeing. You're sitting here this morning, you have a chance to be even more blessed than the disciples were because you are putting your trust and faith in something that you haven't seen, and that's more difficult than what it was for them. It is. It's difficult. It's not easy to put our trust and faith in something we've never seen or laid hands or eyes on. But you've got to make a decision. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 10 says, If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. As the scriptures tell us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. You willing to do that today?
Are you willing to open declare that Jesus is Lord, that he's the risen Savior, that he is your God, and that you're willing to live your life for him to the bitter end? Because if you're not, then your relationship with God and your commitment and your spiritual struggles, they're always going to be victorious over you. You're never going to gain victory over them. But if you trust in Christ and you believe in him today, he will give you the victories over anything in your life that come your way. Jesus looked at Martha, and he told her in John 11, verses 25 to 26, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. And anyone who believes in me, even after dying, will never, ever die. You believe that? It's something that you have to believe. And I'm not doing any ploys today. I'm not asking people to raise their hands or, or come up to the front or anything. All I'm telling you to do is if you are sitting here today and you believe in Jesus Christ and you say, I'm going to commit my life to him, I'm going to live for him, I'm going to turn away from the sins that's been burdening me, I'm going to ask for Jesus to give me the power to overcome these things, I'm going to live for him, I'm going to serve him, you need to be ready to tell somebody about that, to openly profess that, to talk about it to have other people involved in your spiritual life, to open yourself up for accountability with other people. And it doesn't matter whether it's with me or somebody else that you see here or a family member that may not even be here today, but if you want to commit to that, if you want to live for that, that's a conversation that you need to be ready to leave here and immediately have with somebody else. And I guarantee you there's a lot of people here today who would love to have that conversation with you. But I'm not doing the ploys. I'm not doing the come up front and, and, and raise your hand and all this stuff because what matters is, is what happens Monday through Saturday. You can make that commitment now. You can sit there. You can feel God speaking to you now. But the commitment is going to be Monday through Saturday when you leave this place and you have to go out and you have to say, okay, God, today I'm going to live for you. Tuesday, today, I'm going to live for you. Wednesday, today, I'm going to live for you. I'm going to put on that armor. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to honor you. I'm going to speak the name of Jesus Christ. And I may not know everything about him. I may not be up to date on all my scripture references, but I'm going to tell somebody about Jesus Christ and at least what he spoke to me about. Amen. You need to be ready to have that conversation because in Romans 10, 9 and 10, it says, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. But you have to believe and have faith and declare that in your life with your mouth, with your heart, and with your actions in everything that you do. Are you willing to make that commitment today? And that's something that you have to decide. Let's pray together. Father God, thank you so much for this day and for the opportunity to be here to praise and worship you. Jesus, I pray that you would speak into our hearts and lives that you would work and move. Lord, if there's anybody here today who's just, they're just right on the edge of, of completely giving it to you or just beginning to just to start their faith today, just to maybe give it to you for the very first time, God, I pray that you would send your spirit, that you would help them to see and understand that this is the right thing. This is exactly what you've created us for. Lord, from, from, the, from the person who's just struggling with sins and temptations that have been plaguing them since they've committed themselves to you, for the person who's running away from callings in their life where they know that, that you've called them to do something and they're just not doing it, God, to the person who is 
faithfully living for you, I pray that the power of your Holy Spirit would help us all to continue on every day to the bitter end. Jesus, we love you today. And we ask that you would help us to live our lives by faith so that we can see you do amazing things in us and through us. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you, guys. Have a good Easter Sunday.